this morning would not be mine, but they would be yours. Asking, O oh God, that those who hear and receive your words, receive them not only in their minds and in their hearts, but deep in their souls, O oh God, that place where only you and they go. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit, that I would do your will and not my own. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Today's gospel lesson for Easter, Easter sunrise, no less, from the 20th chapter of John, beginning with the first verse. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been moved away from the entrance. And she ran at once to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, breathlessly panting. They have taken the master from the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. And Peter and the other disciples left immediately for the tomb. They ran neck and neck. And the other disciples got to the tomb first, outrunning Peter, stooping in and looking in, saw pieces of the linen cloth lying there. But he wouldn't go all the way in. And Simon Peter arrived after him and entered the tomb, observed the linen cloth lying there and a kerchief used to cover his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but separate and neatly folded by itself. Then the other disciple, the one who had gotten there first, went into the tomb and took a look at the evidence and believed. No one yet knew from the scripture that he had risen from the dead. And the disciples went back home. I want you to keep that in your mind this morning. The disciples went back home. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt and looked into the tomb and saw two angels sitting there dressed in white, one at the head and the other at the foot where Jesus' body had been. And they said to her, Woman, why do you weep? They took my master, she said, and I do not know where they have put him. And after this, she turned away and she saw Jesus standing there. However, she didn't recognize him. And Jesus spoke to her, Woman, why do you weep? Who? are you looking for? She was thinking he was the gardener. Mister, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I could take care of him. And Jesus said, Mary. And turning to face him, she said in Hebrew, Rabboni, meaning teacher. And she grabbed for him. Jesus said, don't cling to me for I have not yet ascended to the creator. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them that I, have, that I ascend to my creator and your creator, my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went, telling the news of the disciples. I have seen the master, and she told them everything that he had said. I got to tell you, as far as Easter messages go, I've been doing what? Easter messages for 30 years, right? We've been doing sunrise service for as long as General Spirit Christian Church has existed. And every year I, I, I got to find this way that makes this message more relevant, that will send you out of here today with this idea that Jesus is alive. And that when we say that phrase, Jesus is risen, 
He is risen indeed. indeed. Amen. That that actually means something. And you know what struck me this morning? Is it's not always as it seems. Amen. It is just not always as it seems. We think we see stuff and we understand it, right? And, and, and we make judgments about that. That's why, by the way, folks, if you want to get out of making judgments about things, tell people you're not making judgments, you're just making observations. <laughs> you will find yourself not having to apologize quite as much. But you know, everything is not as it always seems. There was a story of an airline that was flying from Atlanta to Los Angeles. And they had a stop in Austin, Texas for whatever reason. And uh, there was, all the passengers got off. They were gonna be there for about an hour, hour and a half. So all the passengers got off the plane to be able to stretch their legs and go get some food that didn't cost a lot of money like it does on the plane, right? And the pilot comes back and there's a blind guy on the plane that he knows and he's there with his seeing eye dog. And he says, hey Keith, do, do you need to, to get off and, and stretch your legs. And he says, no, but my dog could use to have his legs stretched. So the pilot says, no problem. He takes the C&I dog off the plane. Now the pilot had his sunglasses on. Do you know how many people wanted to change their flight? <laughs> Amen. It is not always as it seems. Mary came back to the tomb that morning and this big stone had been rolled away somebody has taken the body that is the only logical conclusion and in fact it was such a logical conclusion that's why i told you to really listen to what the disciples did first of all mary looks in there and goes there's nothing here Right? And Peter, being Peter, you know, Mr. Macho Guy, he runs in and he takes a look and he goes, well, well damn, there is nobody here. She was right. I wonder what happened. And then the next line says, they went home. They went home. Folks, in that moment, in the story, it was over. It was really over. And guess what? Somebody stole the body. That is just the last thing of this entire chaotic week that I don't want to deal with. I will deal with it later. I'm going home. Get a drink. Amen. In my case, it would be me and Jack having a conversation. As those of you who follow me on Facebook know. <laughs> Amen. Things are not always as they seem. Well, Mary takes another look. And now there's this message that comes from heaven. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Sometimes in the church, if, if we're really honest with ourselves, we really have to do mental gymnastics <laughs> with our faith, right? I mean, you know, the whole Christmas story... You know, and, 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 and sometimes the way scripture's written, there's a lot of gymnastics that we have to go through to be able to say, okay, this, this is why I'm a Christian. I don't know what Mary heard. I, I, I don't know whether it was voices coming from the cave or if it was actually angels. But somewhere along the line, in her mind, she had this question, why do you weep? 
Why do we weep when people die? We weep because we don't want it to lose them. We want to be able to have those conversations. We are going to miss them. And, you know, we sell ourselves short when we do that. Amen? Because that's what this story is about. Why do you weep? And her answer was easy. You stole the body. It wasn't even on her mind anything that Jesus had taught. Jesus had proclaimed all through his life that, look, my relationship with God is such that they will not be able to kill me. And by the way, that's the same message that we get. That's what makes this day so important. Is death isn't the end of it, folks. There's something beyond that. There is something with our God. And we ought to live our lives like that. See, Jesus, I think, made a very definitive statement about our relationship with God and what it should be. And it's pretty simple, isn't it? What does God require? That we be just, that we be merciful, and that we be humble with our God. Well, Jesus, all the way up to the end, was all of those things. He was absolutely fair. He turned the world upside down on how we should think about people. We don't forgive people, what, seven times, 70 times seven. And then we learn immediately as he hangs on the cross that if there is no forgiveness, God forgive them, for they know not what they're doing, that we're not here this morning. Because without forgiveness, there is no resurrection. Without forgiveness, there is no life. So that was a statement on Jesus' part. And then God gave us an answer. See, Jesus has shown you all this stuff. And then God acted, said, no, he's not dead. He's not here. Why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? There are many ways that we're going to answer that question, I suppose. There are many good reasons to weep. If you take what the vicar said this morning and you look at what happened to Sri Lanka, we're going to weep. If you live in the city of Atlanta very long and you go through a winter and you hear about people freezing to death because they have no shelter, you're going to weep. But today is Easter Sunday. The empty tomb, the angels, in some churches there's going to be lilies in your home, this encounter with Mary and Jesus, the testimony of Peter. Indeed, the existence of the church and the fact that we are here this morning is reason to rejoice. Jesus was crucified, he died, and was laid in a tomb. But even the tomb couldn't hold him. Death is not the end of the story. It is because of Christ and God's action with Christ that it can no longer hold any of us. 
death does not dictate your life. Did you hear that? Death does not dictate your life. What dictates your life is your relationship with God. Why do you weep? Look around this morning. Look for the signs of God's love that are all about us in the midst of a world that is chaotic, that there's turmoil, and there is all kinds of trouble. Be quiet and listen. Hear the voice of God say, why do you weep? It is not over. If it were over, if Christ were not raised, the church would have never come into existence, for the disciples would have never gone on in the face of the opposition that they encountered to proclaim that God raised him from the dead on that day, and that he is the one whom God has appointed to be with both the living and the dead. They would have never passed their testimony on. So this morning, don't just go home. But ask yourself this simple question. Why do you weep? Why do you weep? The one you are looking for in the depths of the dead, cold tomb is not here. He is risen. God bless you.